0: The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over fifty years.
1: Close your eyes and pull down.
0: And a new Irish
1: record for Phil Healy, twenty-two
0: point nine nine. Rustic hands over the Sam Maguire Cup to Graham Canty, Cork All-Ireland Champions for the seventh time ever.
1: Hello and welcome back to the Star Sport podcast. Now this weekend, John Cleary's Cork footballers get their National Football League Division 2 campaign underway away to Donegal in Ballybofi. Our guest this week is former Cork footballer and selector John Hayes, who joins us to preview the game and Cork's chances in this year's competition we'll be hearing from John a little later on but first the Star Sport podcast is brought to you in association with our friends at Access Credit Union Access Credit Union where your bank really does matter choose credit union choose local choose community now I'm your host Dylan Mangan and I'm joined as always by Star Sport editor Kieran McCarthy and Kieran before we get into um the chat with John we have a, a big event to look forward to this weekend. It's the, the s- rather small matter of the West Cork Sports Star Awards are taking place on Saturday in the Celtic Ross Hotel. All of us at the star can't wait for it. And I'll be honest, I don't envy your job as one of the judges trying to pick a winner of the overall West Cork Sports Star of the Year.
0: Yeah, Dylan, it's always one of the, the biggest nights in West Cork Sport. If that the biggest night in West Cork Sport every year, it's for the the heroes of the year all congregate together under the one roof and we crown the the sports star of the year so in the past few weeks we've um, announced the winners of of the various other awards through the southern star so every Thursday morning we were we were bestowing good news to, to various teams and clubs across West Cork so First act, O'Donovan Ross's ladies football team will be named or will accept their team of the year award for 2023. Castlehaven GA Club have been named Club of the Year. Newcestown GA Club, off the back of their double doubles, are um, the special achievement award winners. And young Dreena teenager Emma Hurley is going to pick up the Paulie Palmer Youth Award. Emma was, um, I it, think, that, that her achievement was fantastic last year. She was the first ever. Um, a local girl picked on the West Cork Kennedy Cup team that finished the best of her third place and then she went on to win an, an All-Ireland under-16 girls road bowling title as well. So she's a dual star with a difference. So that's four of the awards just there. In terms this Southern Star, we're going to announce the Hall of Fame award winner and we have a long read about this winner too. So that's well we're checking out for the identity of a of a person I, I hold in very high regard locally here in West Cork, that the work that they've done um, goes far beyond their sport and a very deserving entrance to the West Cork Sports Star Hall of Fame. And then on Saturday night, in front of a sellout crowd, we're going to crown the 2023 West Cork Sports Star of the year. So if you could bear with me for a second, Dylan, I'm just going to list out the people who are in the running. I'm going to go through this very, very quickly. So we've Brian Hayes, the jockey, Ireland, the Munster Rugby player, Jack Crowley, Trina Motorsport, co-driver Dennis O'Donovan, Newstown athlete Jane Buckley, Munster rugby star John Hodnett, who scored a winning try in the URC final last year, Randall Oakes, Sean Daly, who's um, won a Munster and Cork, uh, won Munster and All-Ireland under 20 Hurling titles last year, hammer thrower Nicolette Tuttle, the Irish senior women's champion, St. Oliver Plunkett's Jewel County Junior B winner Eddie O'Driscoll, Fiona Keating, who won an all-Ireland Senior Camogie title in 2023. David O'Sullivan, who captained the Barry Road Junior Footballers to their first ever Carbery GAFC title. Mark Collins, who captained Castlehaven to County and Munster Senior Football titles. Ty Toomey, the Newsystown legend, who was a key man as they won both County Senior A Football and Hurling Crowns last year. Then we have Lisa Hart, who captained Van Rossa to County, Munster and All-Ireland titles. Fiona Everard, who is the Irish Senior Women's Cross-Country Champion. And then there's Gavin Sheehan, who had an incredible finish to the year. He rode a 700 winner in November, and then he won three Grade 1 races in December. So you've 15 top, top, high-caliber West Cork athletes there. One of them will be crowned the best in the West. Who will it be? Check out the star social media channels late on Saturday night.
1: Yeah, it's a, the, the the first thing that kind of jumps out at me as you're reading down through that list there is the variety of different sports that are represented. It's something we talk about a lot um, on the podcast and you write about a lot in the pages of the Southern Star as well. But the fact there is such a wide variety of different sports um, and different sports people there is incredible,
0: isn't it? Uh, it is like I was just you can see now I'm sporting a brand new haircut. This is my haircut for the award. So I got my haircut here and skibbed during lunch and I was. I was chatting to the the hairdresser and he was asking about the the awards coming up on Saturday night. And I was just making that point to him. I said the variety of sports people in West Cork is off the charts. And we're almost like a broken record at this stage highlighting this. But we're we're dead right to highlight it too, Dylan, because there's not a region like this in, in the country where you have so many talented sports people across so many different sports. GEA is is king in West Cork and 2023 was a year where the Empire struck back with the O'Donovan Russell Ladies, Newcestown, Castlehaven, all winning the really big prizes. St. Albert Plunkett's with a county junior B double, but then look at the rugby contingent. You've your um, your Jack Crowley's, John Hodnett's, Gavin Coombs, Feline Witcherly, Josh Whicherly, Ebby Salter, Towns, and Gillian Coombs, Inya Breen, and all these incredible rugby players flying that flag. Look at athletics at the moment like the likes of Darren McElhinney and Phil Healy didn't even make the cut in 2023. Um, You've the likes of, then of, of Jane Buckley and Nicola Tuttle and so on. And then you're talking road bowling, motorsports, soccer, like you name it, West Cork has it. So it really is a, a golden era for, for West Cork sport. And I think my um, my my advice is just enjoy it and embrace it. And just to highlight, Dylan, how good last year was, was that the reigning West Cork their Champions Paul Donovan and Fintan McCarthy didn't even make the cut this year. So they know what they have to do. They have to put their head down this year. Forget about the Olympics. Their target has to be to get back to the awards night in, in 2020, um, early 2025. And that'll I'm sure that's going to be their target. But it, again, it just highlights the strength of West Cork sport at, at the moment. So um, long may that last.
1: Yeah. I, I remember after um, Fintan and uh, Paul Donovan lost, a race last year, um, Finton put up an Instagram post saying the fire has been lit, and I think if he listens to the podcast now, we might be seeing another Instagram post from him, um, ahead of this year. Obviously, a big year for them, but it's a big year for, um, for lots of of athletes. You mentioned athletics there, and um, obviously the Olympics this year, and maybe looking forward to to the West Cork Sports Star Awards of next year already. We um we've had some kind of Incredible feats. We have David Hart on the front page of um of the paper this week. He's going to be a two-time Olympian, and the Olympics will be a big draw uh, in the coming year as well. But back to back to this year, um, the guest speaker on Saturday is uh, kind of fitting, I guess, given the fact that rugby kind of had such a, a rise in West Cork this year. It'll be Donald Lenehan is the guest speaker this year, and we're looking forward to hearing from him as well.
0: 100% he's the the, the voice of, of rugby in Ireland on, on TV for the for the for the last number of years um former Munster well, a Munster legend an Irish legend um played in Ireland for over 10 years won a couple of triple crowns um, played at Munster for well over a decade then he he managed and he was involved with the Ireland teams and with the british lines as well so he's quite an authoritative figure when, when it comes to rugby and it's very fitting that we have Doodlelinn as our guest speaker on Saturday night. Given, like I said, the the West rugby boom in the in the, in the last couple of years, and we saw it again last week when when Jack Crowley was named on the Irish team for the Six Nations, and he's likely to be the the starting number ten when that tournament kicks off on on Friday week. But I also mentioned the likes of Gavin Coombs, he's cousin Liam Coombs, the Witcherlies, John Hardinett, You've Keen Hurley in in Kiltey, you young like Dylan Hicks from out from in the, the Munster Rugby Academy. So. It's just I just feel it's yeah it's it's fitting given like I said the where Robbie is in the the pecking order in, in West Cork at the moment. I'm looking forward to, to listening to Don Linehan. and um, whenever you listen to man on, on TV, like he's quite an astute Robby brain, and um, so I think he's um, he's following in, in some. So very good, for, very um, well-established footsteps in recent years. We had Brian Cody as the guest speaker last year, the Kilkenny legend, and he he was superb. And I I think Donald Lennon will, will be of, of the same ilk. So I'm looking forward to that. And it's one of the many highlights of the night. So anyone who has attended the awards knows it's just a celebration of Westcock sport. There's such a good buzz in the room because it's about positivity. It's about the best in the West. It's about celebrating the feats and heroics of our of our, of our athletes in, in, in the past year or so. And you've such a great mix of different sports people coming from different backgrounds. And it always, for me, that always stands out in the night. I think back to a couple of years ago uh, when Phil Healy and Paula Donovan met for the first time, and that was through the West Cork Sports Awards gala ceremony. And um, like Phil Healy's been one of our top athletes, so probably our greatest ever athlete. And then you have Paula Donovan, who's on course to become a, a three medal Olympian, like the Middle to touch wood in three Olympic games. And they first met and they, they were chatting at a West Cork Sports Star Awards um, night. So just shows the power of the awards. And I, like I said, I'm looking forward to a great night on Saturday and I'm looking forward into a bit of downtime on Sunday and a sleeping all going well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And um, on the podcast next week, we will, of course, be looking back at the awards Um at all of the winners and obviously the big winner the of the West Cork Sports star of the year as well. Now elsewhere this weekend Kieran there is a Cork football game they got their uh, division 2 campaign underway away to Donegal and um, you've been catching up with former Cork footballer and selector John Hayes ahead of what's a tough start to the to the league campaign for them.
0: Yeah, quite a tough quite a tough start for Cork even on Sunday with Donegal up in Belly Buffet 1.45pm throw and there's the third coverage on TG Carr for anyone who wants to to catch the game um, Donegal relegated really from Division 1 last year but if you go back to, the, to their first game in Division 1 in 2023 Donegal actually beat Kerry at home so that just shows you the task that's that's facing Cork this weekend. And Jimmy Guinness, of course, is back in the Donegal hot seat. So it's um, Donegal will be keen to lay out their stall and get their campaign off to a positive start at home in front of their home crowd. So Cork won't be favourites travelling up there on, on Sunday. So to get in anything from that game would be a bonus. Obviously, you want Cork to win, if not a draw. Um, because if you're looking to the weekend after, Cork are way too loud in RD. So it's two away games to kick off the league. And that's not ideal OK, if things go well in those first two games, it sets you up for the rest of the league. But if things don't go your way, all of a sudden you're playing catch-up. You're trying to chase down the teams that have started well because this Cork team, make no bones about it, they want promotion. John Cleary has hammered home that message over the last couple of years. When he was interim boss in 2022, Cork lost to Dublin. He said afterwards, we need to get to Division 1. to play these top teams regularly. He said the same thing last year after Cork lost to Derry. We need to get to Division 1. And talking to the star before Christmas, and we printed it um, in early January, John Cleary had the same message. Cork's target is promotion to Division 1. So they're not hiding behind anything else. They've set out their stall. That's what Cork wants. That's why these first two rounds are quite important, because Cork need to get points on the board. It's going to be tough this weekend. But like I said, get anything out of the game, I think that's a bonus.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And um, John Hayes is relatively positive about Cork's overall chances um this year like he, um we'll hear from him in a moment but he does say that um it's i guess after the last couple of years Cork's been building and maybe division 2 is where Cork have belonged in previous years but now it it really is about, about getting um promotion and like you say if those first two games go well um that gives them a lot of momentum and do you think even the victory over Kerry in the McGrath Cup as well will will kind of will would have set them up um to to do well this weekend.
0: There was a good game last weekend just to get as many 1st teamers out as possible. It was a good like the ideal challenge before you start before you start the league coming up against a good Kerry side. Okay, they didn't have a lot of their regulars there, but it was still quite a quite a good Kerry team there, and it was at a good good intensity. Um, Cork had a lot of minutes into filler. so I think in terms of the McGrath Cup ticked the box for, for Cork, three games t- uh, three wins, tried out a lot of players and that's what John Cleary wants this year as well he wants a deeper panel he knows that, that, that Cork will have to, to look to the bench um, during the league and go into the championship and when you look at the players throughout at the moment, he's going to miss the league we haven't seen Brian Hurley yet because he was involved with, with Castlehaven Stephen Sherlock's not back in yet Thomas Clancy had a calf injury John Potter missed the first one or two games of the league. So you're without a couple of uh, fellas there who, who would be starting. So that means Cork have to look to their, I don't have got them fringe players, but fellas who won't start last year and give them a chance. So I think the McGrath, the McGrath Cup, it was, it was positive, but the real work starts now. Um, like I said, uh, Cork need, if they can get over these first two games, you're looking at back-to-back games then against Kevin and Fermanagh, Kevin at home and Fermanagh away. So you're kind of, on paper, you would think those two games are, are more winnable. And, um, because looking at loud last year, last Cork lost way loud in the league. So that's going to be a tricky tie coming up. But um but like you said, John Hayes is quite positive. And a lot of Cork football fans should be quite positive. And you'll hear myself and John now talk about a lot of the, the Cork players um, that we that we hope to see involved this year and step up. We didn't get to talk about all of them. We were we were chatting um off 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 the recording even the likes of Sana Mara Shandy like he had a like John was making a point to be like he was really he's come on leaps and bounds in the last couple of years and he's become, become quite a central figure to um to Cork as well. So at in the likes of, uh, of Morris Shanley to the players that are there, we saw Rory McGuire come on the, la- the last day after his involvement in Castlehaven. So there's a strong Cork team there. Are they good enough to get to Division One? Yeah, they are 100 percent they're good enough. We saw in the All Ireland Championship last year, Cork beat Loud in the Championship, beat Mayo in the Gaelic Grounds, and beat Roscommon at home. Three good wins got Cork through to an All-Ireland quarter final before Cork lost to Derry. So that's almost a platform and Cork need to see progress this year. We we, we can't have stagnation or, or, or another step back because that just feels in we're, we're caught, in this, um, caught in this limbo like Cork fans have been for the last couple of years. It's nine years since Cork played in Division One. It's about time Cork got back up there again. It's what this team and this group needs. They're primed to do it, but now I suppose the time for talking has stopped in a sense, and they have to go out now and they have to get the results. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So let's hear from John Hayes
0: now. Cork kick off their league campaign so on Sunday. John away to Donegal, and listening to John Cleary over the last while, he's not hidden behind the fact that he says Cork's target has to be promotion to Division One of the of the football league do you think this cork team is in a place to get promoted to division 1
2: um yeah i do i do at this stage i think um i i think there's been a building process over the last couple of years um and i think to be fair to john theory since he's come in um you know he really has progressed the work that was done by Previous managers, um, uh, you know, obviously was, uh, Keith Rickon wasn't able to kind of continue the, the commitment that time, um. But Keith, Keith had done his bit with the the under twenties and the, the underage teams as well, um. But John Cleary taking over in the circumstances that he did, that he did, um, probably a long time after. I suppose a lot of people would have said he, he was he should have been in there, um. But he's in there, and with the last couple of years, I I think we've kind of seen him. Seen great progress with the with the footballers um in in the last couple of years so um yeah I, I think well in the mix for for promotion in in Division Two this year um and it would be great I think I I, I was firmly of opinion that Division Two was the right place for Cork with the last three four or five years that's the level we were at um but now uh, the team is progressing the panel is building and you know. The ability is there to to go up to Division Division One and be competitive. I don't think we'd have been competitive two or three years ago. Or is, whereas now, I think we're starting to build towards that. Um. So yeah, I, I'd be I'd be hopeful. I'd be hopeful. It's not going to be easy. And obviously, away to Donegal on Sunday is a about as tough a start as they could get. Um. But it, it'll give us a, a a great marker of where we're at as well. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how Cork do this year in in, in Division Two.
0: I'm Looking at the teams in Division Two this year, you mentioned Donegal, Cocker away, um, their Sunday belly buffet. Then it's loud Kevin, Fermanagh, Kildare, Mead, and Armagh. Who are the big dangers to Cork here?
2: Um, well, just uh, Donegal. I'm trying, I'm actually trying to look up the fixtures here as well. So, what, what's the program again? Away to Donegal first,
0: uh, away to Donegal, dinner, to loud. So, it's, it's two away games to start it before Cork then dinner home to Kevin, away to Fermanagh. Home to Kildare, away to Mead, and then finish off with a home game against Armagh. So, Cork four games away from home, two are in Ulster, two in Linster. So, you're traveling to Donegal and Fermanagh and Loud and Mead.
2: Yeah, um, well Donegal are the they're probably the big gun and away away from home with Jim with McGuinness Jim back. Um, it's, a, it's as tough as you get to, to kick things off. And we played load a few times in the last couple of years, and we've had our troubles with load. Um, you know, uh, losing, losing on a couple of occasions to them as well. It'd be interesting to see how load set up now um, with, with Mickey Hart gone as well. Will Will they continue with that kind of defensive approach and defensive structure, or, or will there be a change on, on that basis? Um, I think after that look, I think Kildare have been a good so Killea, a little bit of an enigma um in that when when they're when they're on it, they, they can be really, really good. Um, you know, they, they played well. They push pushed Dublin all the way, I think it was in, was it last year. Um they put them put them to the pin of their collar um and then bowed out tamely in the in the in in the in the round robin stage as well. So um I think yeah Kildare, look on their day can cause trouble for anyone but at home I, I think we'd we 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 take them. Um, we've had a good few games at Leeds as well, um, but I, I I think probably Donegal and Armagh are the two the, the two that you know we'll have to have to get a result against at least one of them. I think to, in order to to progress uh, in into the top two and and uh, be in the mix for promotion as well. So there are some tricky games there as well, um, but I I think it's Donegal and Armagh that are going to be the ones that we'll have to we'll have to beat.
0: When you're looking at those first two fixtures, John, a way to do the goal and a weight allowed, what would represent a good return from Cork for, for those two away games?
2: Um, I think four four points would be is should be the target, it has to be the target. Um, like Cork are in that in that space now where they have to be targeting wins. And as you said, this this is a year that feels like it's it's big for Cork. It's really big for Cork, it's big for John Cleary. So they'll be targeting nothing less than four points, but you know, even if they were to nick a point in Donegal and then win away to load and come away with three points, you, you, you'd you would you would be in a very good place at that stage. A minimum is two. I think the minimum is two if you have anything less than that. Um you're on the back foot from, from, from the start. Um, but if, if they could get a any sort of result in, in Ballyfai on Sunday, um then yeah, we'd be we would be in a great place to start. Um, and, and it just kind of sets the tone as well uh for your league campaign. Um, your your first couple of games are crucial and how they set out because they, it, it's pretty quick in the league in a sense that you know if you get good results early on the board um takes the pressure off in terms of looking looking down the table looking over their shoulder Cork shouldn't be in a position where we're worrying about relegation this year but it's easy to get sucked into it if you you know don't get something against Donegal and then go uh, the week after and against Loudon don't manage to put in a performance and all of a sudden you're on zero from fourth so yeah um, I, I think minimum two, but you know, getting a result, whether it's a, a win or a draw, and, and Donegal on top of that would be um, would be a great start for Cork. I think.
0: And the hope is that we do see Cork building the progress we made in last year's championship. You look at the 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 win against Roscommon, beating Roscommon Parkyqueave, beating Mayo up in the Gaelic grounds, and beating Loud away in the All Ireland series as well. There was back to back wins in the championship, taking down Division One teams like Mayo and, and Roscommon. So. We did see progress before Cork bought out to Derry. How can Cork build the net this year?
2: Um, well, promotion, promotion is number one, um, and then you know, we want a strong monster campaign. Um, you know, you you want a strong performance. Was um, it a semi-final way? Is it a semi-final away to carry this year? I know we're away to carry, but I'm not sure the fixtures um, thing. Whether it's the semi-final or final, we, we're expected to face Kerry. Um, but whenever we do face Kerry and uh, that would yeah, be right.
0: Better. If 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 Cork beat Limerick in the quarter final, John, it's a semi-final away to Kerry Fitzgerald Stadium on yeah. April 20th. So that's a that's a daunting task in its own considering Cork's record down there at the moment.
2: Yeah it is. And you have to take that into account. You know it's it's so long since we won there and it's such a difficult place to go and win a championship. Uh, I suppose it has been breached a little bit and then a couple of times earlier in the season uh, by other teams but it was Mayo uh, I think last year um, that did it um, so you know maybe that kind of chink gives other teams going to Killarney including Cork a, l- a little bit more hope but it is a difficult one um, so yeah look I mean most people are going back Kerry to win that game um, and so Cork would be out in the semi-final which on the face of it um, doesn't look like a, a great campaign but uh, if, if we win our win, win fix, first fixture against Limerick and then if you can put push Kerry all the way in Killarney, push him all the way in Killarney, and it puts you going into the into the championship season, the rest of the championship season, I suppose, on a on a strong footing. I mean, we'd all I mean we'd be delighted if we could finally get over that line below there. Um there's been a lot of close shaves in, in those um in that 20 years, 19 years since we won in '95, um, a few games that we we definitely left after us. But um I mean, look, they got a target winning it. They got a target winning Munster, and then, but regardless of what happens, regardless of what happens at Munster, it's all about uh, the run Robin and getting into the, getting into the knockout stages like we did last year. Um, you know, obviously there were some good, good performances, like you said last year, beating Mayo was great, beating Roscommon, um, was a you know, I I think the second half of that game was a great game up in parky Kievan. It was it was great to see a kind of a good championship game like that in Parkie and come out the right side of it. Going to give the players a great Philip, but um, if we get to Cork Park again this year and they're into the quarterfinals and stuff, we maybe hope for a little bit of a, a better performance than we did there uh, last year against Derry.
0: What we're starting to see too, and we saw it through last year, is we're starting to become familiar with this Cork team. I think for, I think for too long, John, that there was so much chopping and changing that we didn't know which player was going to start, who was in, who was out, who was out. But let's say take Midfield for example we know if the boat lads are fit, it's going to be Colin O'Callaghan and Ian McGuire. You know, kind of what we're starting to see now is the spine of the team there, the likes of the Brian O'Driscolls, the Roy Deans, Brian Hurley when he's back in. I know Daniel O'Mahony came on the the, the last day in the McGrath, Pope Taylor. You Taylor, know, all these, there's like a core group of, um, of regulars, you could call them. So the, yeah. that consistency in team selection, that should help as well.
2: Yeah, no, I agree. And even the kind of template that, We've been playing the last few years, whether it's kind of um, you know, three players kind of holding up high as much as possible. where uh, you know, it's Brian Brian Hurley, oh, we well, went to the McGrath Cup game on uh, Saturday, and Conor Corbett had a, had a very good outing. Um, I don't think he scored, but he won everything that uh, came into him, and everything that went into him on a on a not very on a, on a poor day, everything that went into him pretty much stuck. And he found Cork players coming through on the run and that kind of thing. Like so, you know, kind of Carbot can progress on up another level. Um, that's brilliant. Stephen Sherlock will be there. Um, hopefully, hopefully, Manny can come into it at some stage. Um, so those kind of players. Like there's there's other players. Then like you know Macron and these guys who are, who are knocking on the door as well. You know, you Hurley, all those players. So we 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 have we have forward options now that maybe we lacked. Um, you know, a couple of years ago and maybe a little bit more strength and depth than we had Um, so that's positive so I mean the template has kind of been you know 12 or 13 behind the ball and leaving 2 or 3 up I know everyone gets behind the ball at times but when Cork can do it if they can keep someone up whether it's Corbett Brian Hurley those guys and they can be target mans for when you do target men So Chris Jones obviously is another one who's who's starting to kind of you know come into his own at inter county level Um, and it's great to see as well you know so um, I, I think when he came through first Struggled once or twice. People said, oh that shows the difference between you know the grade he was playing at. the same as at intermediate, intermediate A, um, and intercounty, and that he wasn't, you know, capable of making a step up. But he's he's showing that he is, uh, and he's showing a good bit of cutting him as well. So, a lot of forward options. I think, um, yeah, like if we can develop, you know, a half forward line, um, with a bit more physicality. I think Brian Brian just came into back into it last last year." Um and added a little bit of physicality to that half forward line that we need. Maybe if Killian Allen gets fit again, you know he, he can play there. I think you're right about Ian and Cullum. Um, they're working very well together. Um, I think to be fair, Cullum's another another player who probably was criticised a little bit early in his um Cork senior career. Um, in the sense that people thought maybe oh uh, he's a big boy and he can run, but. Can he really play? But he can. He can play, and he can finish, and he can score. Um. So you know, I'd be excited to see what those do. And especially it takes. I think it takes a bit of the pressure off Ian uh, at this stage as well. Ian has given you know whatever it is a, a decade or, or so of service. to Cork really doing hard work, really doing hard running. Um, up and down the pitch, like a box to box midfielder. Um, tackling, harrying, carrying, getting forward. Uh, you know, you can't expect that of them too much. But I think with call him there and you know the, the pace and power that he has it takes that kind of pressure off him a little bit especially in the forward side of things. And um, so we do. I, I do still think we need to get more. Um, we need more ball winning ability around the middle to supplement those two guys. They're they're good in the air but you know there's bigger men. They're not the tallest midfielder in the world, so some other midfielders can put pressure on us and carry have done in the past as well at times. So you know if we can develop Killian Killian Handlon as I said at twelve another uh, kick out option Brian O'Driscoll and these guys. And whoever else uh, is involved, that's going to be crucial for Cork because, you know, at times when other teams have pressed us, um, we've struggled to, to get away. Uh, I know Cork, they've worked strongly on the the overload kick out, you know, going pretty much overloading one side with with uh, the midfielders, half hours, half backs, and then putting it in there and make a fight, But we still have to get a little bit better at it, and we have to get a little bit, get a little bit better at getting a Getting another option away, you know, it's fine to have that overload, but there should be should be other options then, whether it's a short one or whether it's a kick out to someone on the run and the on the opposite side. Um, we, we need to develop that a little bit more. But there has been positive setups, and you're right about you know the the, the makeup of the team. Um, you know, the back line it looks like Mihaly has done very well as well. You know, obviously. Um maybe some sometimes question marks about his kick out as well, but by and large he's been very consistent with some brilliant saves and has, has worked on improving his kick out as well. So I, I think we've um oil is it no from nothing agree, uh pushing him on, and um, played quite well, you know, quite well. There was a little bit of a mixed bag for him in the, the McGrath Cup, but did okay. Um and then in front of him, you know, Daniel Almany, uh, Sean Mee, and I think you're right about Maddie Taylor, to be fair. We were only saying it. During the game on Saturday against Kerry, that um you know he's just t- turning into a bit of a he's a model of consistency for Cork at left half back. Rory McGuire had a great year last year. There's other guys then you know Sean Porter. Where does Sean Porter fit into it? Does he take the centre forward role again, or do you kind of put him back into the into the defensive system at wing back or something like that? So you know we have a lot of options. Like you know there's there's players there that I haven't mentioned, John. You know, like whether it's John O'Rourke or Kevin Flahive, or all those guys so you know there's a bit more strength and a bit more depth in the Cork panel that we've had you know for a while so hopefully hopefully it's all positive Look, but they, they just have to go out now and deliver as well
0: you mentioned some of the young coming through the likes of the Conor Corbett's and, and Chris O'Jones. Jones which Cork football excites you the most that, that kind of almost get you up off your seat or you're excited about their potential and like okay this is a fella we can hang a bit of hope off in the, in the years to come
2: um Look, I, uh, yeah look uh, I probably I'd be kind of half reluctant to kind of say something like that because you know I've obviously been in there uh, with all those guys um and you know I worked with them a couple of years ago and you know you know if I'm on the line maybe I'll work with them again but um I think I I, I think look I have great time for what ka ability is like and I just I would I just really hope that he gets a little bit of luck on the injury front. Um, over the next year or two, and I, and then just gets an opportunity to consistently show what he does, uh, and what he can do, um, and, and that's great. And you just want to see a fella who you know give him give him the chance to do that. And look, and I reiterate what I said about Connor Corbett There will go as well. Um, I, thought, I was really impressed with him at the at the weekend. Um, I thought it was a very kind of selfless display as a as a full forward. He just literally went made the hard run to win the ball and won it. And found the Cork player with the ball in afterwards as well. So you know maybe in the better weather the opportunities will open up for him a bit more as well. So yeah, I I think those two guys if, um, if they can stay fit um, and push on, then you know things will be will be all right inside in the full forward line for Cork.
0: As a forward yourself, how refreshing is it to see like you mentioned Conor Manny, Conor Corbett, Chris Oak Jones, Matt and these these um these Youngish players, some of them are some of them are young, some of them aren't aren't so young. But to see them kind of step up, because in fairness to Brian Hurley, he's turning 32, I think, in April. Like he's given some service to Cork for the last 10, 11, 12, 12 years, but he can't do it on his own. So it's it's so important mm-hmm. that we have we have this fresh, this new next generation of players, is what I'm trying to say, John, to kind of come on board and and, and take some of the pressure off, off Brian Hurley, but also give Cork more scoring power as well and more scoring options.
2: Yeah, oh uh, yeah, like with, with a full deck, uh, you just meant, mentioned it there. So you have Brian Hurley, you have Stephen Stephen Sherlock, Cahill, Conor Carver, Chris Ogg. I mean, what that means then is you know uh, as an opposition you can focus in on one one or two guys, um, and automatically you know things are open up. We'll open up for someone if someone else is double marked. There's there's room for someone else. Um, so that that gives you huge options, and it gives you obviously if there's injuries, it gives you opportunities maybe maybe gives management an idea that we can rotate them or find a new role for for someone Um, you know in, in terms of you know modern game with with back defenses do you pull someone back and try to try and use their kicking ability um or something something to that effect um so yeah look i, I think it's great I, I, i'd be really hopeful like i said if, if those guys can say fit brian's fitness is, is another thing it's look he's you're touching it there. like he's um he's given great service to Cork. and he's always turned up and always made himself available, um and the rest of it. But you know he has taken a beating as well. Um, you know with his body with the hamstring injuries and I think his shoulder and this kind of thing as well. So, um you can't expect him to be there 100 of of the time. Um, but if he can, you know if he can give and be fit and stay involved, whether it's from the start or coming on. Um he'll give a give a lot of defenses, a lot of things, uh a lot to think about. But uh yeah, you're 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 dead right. He can't do it on his own, but it looks like he has the kind of backup and support you now that um maybe wasn't there a couple of years ago, I don't think.
0: I forgot to mention Sherlock, but you, you picked him up on screen? he's another fellow who's been there their for the last couple of years. So it just shows that that Cork do have the options. So look yeah. at, at, at the season as a whole um, what what do you think, so John, would constitute progress? I know I said it earlier, progress for Cork. Is it is it just is it if Cork got promotion to Division One, is everything that's a bonus after that then? Should that really be the priority for this Cork football team to get up to Division One for next year and then to get those regular competitive games? Because I was looking at who's in Division One this year, John, and who you have. You Ulster champions Derry, All ireland winners Dublin, Connacht Champions Galway, and Ulster Champions Kerry, and you Mayo, Monaghan, Roscommon and Tyrone. And six of those teams were quarterfinists in the All Ireland the All-Ireland series last year. So it does show the importance of being a division one team because they're 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 used to they're used to playing the big games. They're their season campaigners against each other. So that's the level of cork one to get. So should that just be the priority? Get up to division one this year and everything else is a bonus. Um
2: it's the short term priority priority here, but like, yeah, you don't you break the you break the season into two hours. It's the league season and it's the championship season. So no matter what you achieve in the in the league season, if you go on and win the whole thing and get promoted, you pack it. Um, you pack it pretty much straight away. It, it is it is a big priority and it's a huge priority. But um, no, I, I I wouldn't say that you could um just kind of write off the rest of the year as as immaterial. If if we are successful in the league, it's it's vital then to back that up with a, with a strong championship as well. Um, and I think progress. Um would be local would be a progress would be a semi final. Um, you know, like I mean, ultimately success means winning trophies. That means winning a Monster Championship, which would mean winning down in down in Clarny. Um winning in All Ireland, I know it sounds ridiculous and, and the rest of it, but ultimately that's what success is winning trophy in any competition. But if we're looking for progress, it would be targeting getting back to an All Ireland semi final and being in those big games in Croke Park again. Um so I I, I think it's you know, it's it's realistic. It's not gonna be easy. It's a big challenge. Um, you know, we got to the quarterfinal final last year and Derry were a bit better than us. It wasn't a great game, it was a poor game. But but Cork threw that away in a in a in a way straight after scoring the goal to concede the goal at the other end. Um um so like get up to Crock Park, get into a quarterfinal, give a better performance and hope hope to get into a semi final, and I think that would be uh that'll be a great year for Cork then.
0: It's tough, John. And the, the first step of that journey starts this Sunday in Beddy for Buffet. Thanks for chatting to us.
2: No problem. Thanks.
0: The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years.
1: Welcome back to the Star Sport podcast and Kieran, it's that time of the week where we take a look ahead to what's in this week's Southern Star it's out on Thursday morning and what can people look forward to
0: yeah there's loads and they're absolutely packed this week so we have an interview with David Hart the the balance man who was um he's the Ireland men's hockey goalkeeper and the Irish men's hockey team qualified for the Olympics last weekend so that's going to boost the local connection to the to the big summer sports show in Paris, um, as well as that have an interview interview with Gavin Coombs, um, Skipperine's Monster Rugby star, who missed out on being named in Ireland's panel for the Six Nations. So Gavin's chatting about what he needs to do to get back into the Ireland setup and how desperate he is to, to take his chance when he gets his chance next. So that's well worth to read. Sean Holland was in Bantir on Tuesday for Clannikilte Community College. They lost their curly very quarter final to the Sim from Killarney. So there's a report and reaction from that. The Cork ladies kicked off their league campaign last weekend with a, with a good win against Galway. But how this game went ahead last Sunday in Bishopstown, I'll never know. Um, David Ribeiro, the photographer, put up a video on, on X of the, the goal posts, Um, because this was in the middle of Stormisha. Like it was just, just... All you could see was the post wave and like it was... Yeah. Uh, incredibly harsh conditions to play a football game and Bacourt got the job done, Katie Quirk got all 1-6, so good start for Cork, and they're home to Armagh on Sunday at 1pm, so we have a preview of that game. The Awards, GEA Awards were on the weekend, so we have pictures and news from from that. We also have a a bit of a a look at the West Cork Olympians just on the back of David Hart and the Irish hockey team qualifying. I just have an update of where we are on um, this Thursday, it's a 183 days out from the start of the game. So while well, that sounds like a lot, that time will be long going. So it's just letting our readers and listeners know which West Cork athletes have already qualified and who's on the, who's looking to qualify. So it's updates on the likes of Darren McElhinney, Phil Healy, Joan Healy, Emily Hegarty, Jake McCarthy. Um, athletes like this who want to get to Paris. So that's well worth checking out. The Rebel Wheelers won uh, fifth um, Irish basketball title in a row last weekend. JJ Hurley has news from that. We also have a long read on the West Cork Sports Star Hall of Fame award winner. So our listeners will have to check out Thursday's Southern Star to see that person's identity. So, yeah, there's loads in there and um, to sink your teeth into on Thursday morning.
1: Yeah, loads in there, absolutely, and elsewhere. Um, outside of Spork here, and there is a twenty-eight page, uh supplement celebrating the West Cork business and tourism awards because it's award season in West Cork. Um, those awards are on on Friday week on the second of February in the West Cork Hotel. We are profiling all of the finalists who are um in the running for the overall West Cork Business of the Year. Um, we're also revealing the West Cork Business Ambassador of the Year as well. So, um, if anybody wants to. Find out the identity of that person. They'll have to pick up a copy of the Southern Star as well. And aside from that, here there's also a New Year New Job special feature in this week's newspaper. So we have uh, over 35 jobs um, in this week's newspaper in that special feature. So if you're, if you're looking for a job, it's a great place to look as well. Now, as always, if you are further afield or you can't make it to the shops, you can subscribe to the Southern Star and get it on your laptop, tablet or phone. Just go to subscribe.southernstar.e, enter your details and you'll get an exact replica of the newspaper for less than two euro per week alongside full access to our website as well. As always, thanks for listening to the Star Sport Podcast and thanks again to our sponsors at Access Credit Union. If you've enjoyed this, please remember to rate, review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and we'll be back again celebrating the West Cork Sports Star Awards next week. Thanks for listening.